listening to RPC Ramblings, a podcast by Rich Hill Presbyterian Church. Hope you enjoy the chat. Well, hello and welcome to episode three of RPC Ramblings. I'm Alex Richardson, one of the discipleship workers at Rich Hill Presbyterian Church. And today I am joined with Leslie Ann Wilkinson. Hey, Alex. Hey, Leslie Ann. Leslie Ann is also uh, one of the discipleship workers at Rich Hill Presbyterian. And I'm joined with John Torrens. Hi, Alex. How are you doing? How are you both doing? Yeah, I'm doing very well, thank you. Um, yes, I should say that I'm the assistant minister at Rich Hill Presbyterian Church. Um, just uh, in case you, you don't know, some of you don't know who I am, but no, I'm doing well. Thanks, Alex. Uh, thank you very much. Super. Have uh, you been able to get out into the garden to do any painting of the fence or cutting grass or anything no not as of yet um sitting in a chair reading a book that's that's um i'm trying to pass it off as work that's sort of what i've been uh, what i've been doing enjoying the sun class what are you reading uh i uh was reading uh jack miller uh letters by jack miller i think it's what it's called uh this guy's a minister and um, wrote lots of letters and they're documented in this book and uh yeah really enjoyable i'm kind of flying through it um but it's good for good for the soul it's good to read highly recommend it good that's a that's a book that i want to read so potentially um down the line well today we are thinking about grieving the loss of the gathered church um and so to kick us off uh, what do we mean by the gathered church um yeah clarify that yeah well i i think on a very basic level, we mean just people, God's people physically gathering um, to worship. Um, that it is what happens on a Sunday during our worship services when God's people come together with the purpose of worshipping him. And that is the, the reason and, and the unifying purpose of what we're doing there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, the church, I mean, the gathered church is, it is sort of the pinnacle of what God's people are created to do we're created to glorify god and enjoy him forever we're created to worship him and we're called um well we're called to to do that uh the first day of every week on the lord's day and it's sort of the what we we see in genesis you know the the sort of creation account of genesis that worship in god is is the pinnacle of creation it's what we're what we're created to do and and uh yeah the local church is when god's people um, come come together and worship him mm. yeah completely um we gather we we worship god as we uh, sing um as we as we pray um and i think also when we gather together on sunday not only we're worshiping god but actually we are being nurtured as mm. we hear um, from god's word as we hear proclaimed as we read god's word together and i think it's also a way in which we witness our mission you know we witness to the world um as we gather together as we assemble um to worship god recognizing that you know it's a foretaste of, of heaven of what's to come when we uh, worship uh, jesus christ um actually we're witnessing to the world as we do that um asking people uh, inviting people to to gather with us to to experience um what, what it's going to be like when we yeah worship um, Jesus someday obviously but, we, sorry so yeah that's I was gonna say that's actually what makes worship so remarkable mm-hmm. is that 
in many ways, whenever we gather together as, as God's people on a Sunday morning and a Sunday evening, that's almost, as well as one writer puts it, that is as real as the world gets. Um, you might look at what we do and worship and you might think, well, here's a group of people singing sort of to, you know, sometimes really well, sometimes not so well. And here's a man speaking from this ancient book and here they are praying. And you might think, well, what's going on? But actually what's so remarkable about that is that is, I mean, that is, that is as close to our creative purpose as mm. we get. Um, and it's as real as, yeah, as the world gets for us. That's, that's what, that's what, <laughs> that's what eternity is going to be like. And whenever we come together as God's people, we're kind of transported uh, to the heavenlies, to sort of Revelation 4 and 5, to the throne room of God. Um, and through sort of our, our union with Christ, um, we join with the heavenly host in worshipping the Almighty together. And it is, it's, it's a foretaste of the, of the things to come. And I know I've been in some services of worship and it might not seem uh, like the foretaste of eternity, or you might think to yourself, wow, not sure I can endure this for the rest of uh, for all eternity. But it is, it's really remarkable. Uh, thing and like you say pal that's sometimes where the world doesn't understand what we're doing because um well they don't, they don't understand it they're, they're not filled with the holy spirit it seems odd it seems otherworldly and it is it is it's, it's mm. otherworldly yeah sunday worship is it's, it's brilliant yeah I, I even love hearing you chat about that john because i think it has really helped me in recent years to grasp the enormity of what it is when god's people meet together in this way that this isn't just uh, an act of setting aside a time the same way that we might go to, I don't know, a class during the week or something, whereas this is actually us being brought into the presence of God, and that's that's an incredible thing. Yeah, and it is that we go into his presence. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes uh, we can forget that in, in worship. You know, um, there's lots and lots of things we can do to learn about Jesus, to praise him, uh, to glorify him, uh, and the Bible's full of things, but we know that whenever... We worship him. He promises to be there. Um, uh, he promises to bless us. He promises to remind us of his grace. Um, and it is, I mean, um, again, this is something you may never notice when you go to church, but um, certainly in reform circles and in Ritual Presbyterian Church, the service begins. We have our announcements at the beginning, but then uh, mm -hmm. we begin with what is called a call to worship. And that's really God calling us into his presence. We don't have to you know sort of coax god down or try and create an atmosphere where god is in our midst um or that we need to feel him he calls us and it's amazing we are invited into the the holy of holies almost you know if you think of that old testament you know sort of the old testament language being at the tender meeting um and worship's really special um it's really a remarkable time in our week um it's whenever god we're in god's presence and and, and with all that you know there is a there's a fear of being in God's presence, but there's also a wonder. Um, it's where he pastors us. It's where he cares for us. Um, it's where he nurtures our souls. Um, yeah, I mean, all the blessings that the Bible talks about, about what it means to be in a relationship with God, are brought to absolute, uh, you know, are brought much more closely, are more closer to fulfillment um, in that time together. Yeah, completely. Really agree with both of you, and you know I think um, certainly John, as we have talked over the last uh, few years about church uh, and gathering together on Sunday and just the importance of it, and just how it's the pinnacle mm. um, of the week, um, in how God's people are. Yeah, we focus to worship Him, but we're nurtured in so many ways um, on Sundays. 
I, I think my my view, uh, just like you, Leslie Ann, has has really um, been enlarged uh, to to what Sunday worship is, and it's been it's been great. Um, and yet we're in the midst of mm. COVID nineteen, a pandemic, um, in which the first time in my Christian life we're not able to meet, um, we're not able to gather on Sundays together. Um, the, the Lord has. Uh, purpose things in such a way that um, Sunday worship we, we are not able um, to do that together and um, gather on the Lord's day um, uh, and so I think there is oh I think we probably all agree that we should grieve and um, mm. we should grieve that um, and we will talk about that but at the same time we are in a digital world we're in a digital age and um, things are uh, are, are great in many ways because of technology and I think one of the the potential blessings has been that um, churches across the globe across the world have been able to move and um, to doing things digitally using technology um, so why are we even going to be considering talking about grieving the local church um, how should we think about church in the digital age in the midst of a pandemic yeah um well as always from what what we've just said even in if this is what we believe church is, as in the gathered people of God, um, not just the building, not just the programs, whatever it is, then that's very much what we've lost. And that's what what we grieve is not just our schedules or that our calendars have changed, um, but that we are actually being deprived of, of meeting as God's people and entering into his presence in worship with that time set aside to worship. Um, and you're right, there's lots of things that we can do online. Like even now we can we can do this through a video call. But even this isn't the same through a screen, never mind something that was was ordained to be totally set apart and totally different, or um, much more than we can ever try and replicate or replace with, with other things. Yeah, absolutely. I think so there is lots of positives um that we can do with the 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 sort of the our digital capabilities. But I think when it comes to worship, I think um, we're guilty of thinking of COVID-19 in terms of a practical, sort of pragmatic sort of sense. We think of worship as this thing that we do. Um, and therefore, uh, because we're prohibited from doing these things, we can replace that in a digital way. Um, and let me say, you know, I'm not saying that what we're doing digitally is, is wrong. I think, I think we need to do what churches are doing. I think we need to keep teaching the Bible, I think we need to provide a means for people to sing together. But whenever we think about worship in a purely pragmatic way, whenever something like this happens, our response is pragmatic. Mm -hmm. And I say what's, what worship is, is worship is, it's a, it's, it is a spiritual thing. It is whenever uh, God's people commune with God and God's people commune with one another. Mm -hmm. um, it's not just spiritual in that sense, it's a really physical thing. Um, and so no matter, no amount of, of digital coming together uh, can replicate or replace um, what happens in worship. Um, that's not to say whenever what we do on Sunday mornings is sort of what we talk about is family worship. Uh, I think that's a good way of describing our household worship. Um, so whenever we do, uh, you know, watch Ritual Presbyterian Church, you know, on YouTube on, on Sunday morning, uh, we're, we're partaking in household worship. And there is a, a, a unity there that we're doing it kind of at the same time in the same place. Um, but we strip it or, or we're in danger of stripping it of, of what's really going on and of what how the Bible describes worship. Mm. Um, so I think I think it's right to grieve. 
the loss. Um, uh, I think, uh, and I think we're, we're doing this sort of podcast uh, sort of in our first section, which is responding to COVID-19. And I think that was, you know, one of my initial responses was, this is actually a tragedy. Um, you know, and Jesus, this is, you know, uh, we're recording this just before Easter weekend. And one of the sort of consequences of Jesus' death was the curtain was torn in two mm. and God's people could could enter into God's presence, uh, enter into the Holy of Holies. And here we are, uh, COVID-19. And can we enter God's presence as God's people uh, corporately? No, we can't. Um, we can do that in other ways, but not. And that that is an absolute uh, tragedy in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you say it's a, a tragedy, John. And I think, you know, you've both said that there are, there's good in in the technology that we have available to us. Um, there are uh, lots of resources that we can publish, uh, we can put out and, and make sure that we can stay in touch with one another as a church family at Rich Hill. Um, and churches you know, across the world have been able to do that. Um, I, you mentioned about family or household worship, John. Uh, um, you know, family devotions has been something that we've been able to put together that has been a great resource um, for, for our church to use and um, for families to make use of, to sit down and have the time to study God's word um, together, um, which has been great, a real blessing. And, uh, and I think we want to acknowledge to some degree that... Uh, the digital time in which we're in and, and, and how we're doing church through that in some ways is a temporal blessing. It's, you know, it's great that we have it, that, you know, the Lord has given it to us. It's a, it's a blessing that is, um, that is temporal until we can meet again, because I think we all are in agreement that until we can meet again and meeting again is, is just, it's incredible. Um, as we've already talked about for, for a number of reasons. Um, John, you did say this is a tragedy. Um, it is. This is a time where we should grieve the loss uh, of the gathered church. Um, I think the three of us are probably in agreement with that. What do you think that looks like um, to grieve the loss of the, the, the gathered church? Yeah, that's a good question because I think um, because I think uh, our, like I said earlier, our, our automatic reaction is to think, well, how can we fix this? Mm. Um, but automatically, whenever we move to fix it, I think our focus is on ourselves. And, um, you know, we're like, what can we do? What can we do to replicate this or replace this? Or how can we ensure that we're, you know, getting what we need to get? When I say I think what what is needed at this time is, is a, a time of reflection and to think about what is lost. Um, I mean, you're right, pal, there are blessings. Um, uh, there are blessings to the digital age, um, for sure, and and I think you know, yeah, you've mentioned those, but, um, but I think we need to reflect, and I think we need to reflect. It's easy for us to reflect that we're on our own, for instance, on Sunday morning. Um, I don't know about your, um, how you guys go on Sunday morning. Mel and I sort of valiantly try to, to sing, um, with, uh, with, <laughs> with, uh, uh, you know, Leslie Ann and, and John uh, on their TV screens, and. Uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty it's good fun to try and do that with Emma and Ben sort of crawling all over us. And um, But we miss, don't we? We miss uh, singing beside our, our brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy whenever we're, we're called to turn uh, in the Bible, it's easy to um, to miss the sound of all the rustling pages that we're, we're so used to hearing. Um, it's easy, to, you know, with so many friends in church, we, we are, Rachel 
particularly we're blessed with a real community of believers and it's easy to see that it's easy to, to feel that loneliness um and even myself we're not really feeling that in our households i mean our household's a busy household but there will be many of our christian brothers and sisters who are particularly struggling mm-hmm. at this time with loneliness um and with all that kind of things and i think we need to acknowledge as god's people i think we need to to, to stop and and to acknowledge that and, and to grieve to lament um just how striking a situation we find ourselves in um mm-hmm. i don't know lizzie maybe some things jump to your mind about how we can grieve or what that might look like yeah, well, I think actually what you were heading toward is important that, that we physically talk about this. Um, a lot of people, even we're all in multiple group chats and it's very much, a, oh, I'm so glad that we have this. And of course, we are really glad that we are able to still serve one another in this way. However, it's also okay that we still are longing. In fact, it's right that we're longing to meet together again. Um, and I, I almost sense that there's a case of people not wanting to, to say that. Whereas actually that would be really freeing and helpful for us as brothers and sisters to acknowledge with one another that yes, this is this is good, we're, we're still with one another, but when we can meet again, we'll be better. When we can gather as the church, will be a good thing. Because there is already, I think, that danger. Well, well, my concern from the start was that people will just get used to online type things. Like I've already heard the chat of, oh, should you save time? Do you need to drive to prayer meetings? And that was always my concern. However, I do think the longer this goes on, that the, the longing will only deepen in people, that uh, there will be a desire to meet. And that's okay to talk about that. Um, it's okay to pray about that. It's good to pray about that, to to grieve and lament before the Lord that that we crave and desire to be with his people again and, and to enter into his presence in worship services. Um, and I'm not sure that that chat, maybe you guys are having a lot of those chats, but, but I'm not sure that it's happening as much as it might be helpful to, um, even just to create a space of, of chatting about it in the first place mm-hmm. would be a way to grieve. And I think um, that's really helpful because I mean, we were studying Ephesians there recently mm. in church and Ephesians is really yeah. about the church and it's mm. not really about us as individuals. It's about how, how God has saved the people unto himself. And I think we talk or try to talk a lot in a church about being a family, about being a community. Um, and I think it's really easy in, in COVID-19 to think, right, who are those within my family unit that I need to care for and look after it? And, that, and that's yeah. completely right. But I think our focus can, can move very quickly from our church community um, to our, our much more natural family communities. Um, and I think, again, we need to reflect upon that. We need to think upon, you know, how do we view our church family? Do we long to be with them? Do we love them? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think something else I, I kind of pray or, or praying that, we would long for is not just church community um but uh we grieve the loss of the means of grace mm-hmm. and when we, it comes back to what worship is worship is whenever we get to stand in the midst of our heavenly father and give him the praise and honor that he's due but it's also when he pastors to us and, and he feeds us through his word um mm-hmm. we talk about uh you know even the sacraments which we're going to deal with in in a few weeks time when we've lost those that is the way by which god strengthens our souls to keep going mm-hmm. and here we are in this sort of time of sort of incredible you know struggle and it is hard for people COVID 19 and uh and and we need worship worship is the thing that we have it's been given to us you know every week we go to worship to be reminded of the gospel to be strict you know strengthened to persevere in this race um and i think uh 
And we've maybe forgotten that or we've maybe neglected that. We've maybe treated worship, you know, as something that is optional to our faith rather than the absolute mm. pinnacle, you know, the absolute um, must thing that we need. Um, mm. And I and I really pray that people would uh, would grieve um, would grieve the loss of those, the, the means of, of grace. Um, but yeah, I think, um, yeah, I, I think the other thing, maybe I'll ask you this, Lizanne, something I think we need to do as well is, is ask ourselves why, you know, why is this happening? Uh, mm-hmm. Reflect, you know, maybe is there something we are to blame? Uh, you know, are we to blame rather uh, for this for this loss? Um, I don't know if, if you might many thoughts on that or if you thought about that. Are you Alex rather if you thought about that? Yeah, um, just, yeah, like I think, well, like we have, Rachel and I probably have, but I think something just to say before we go there is, I think one of the big things that we, um, that Rachel and I have missed um, is that in gathering together, and you said earlier, John, when we sing together, um, I, I don't know, but one of the things I love is that when you look at other people, um, you see other people singing, and especially people who are sick um, or yeah. suffering, um, and y- you know, you, you look at people sick, suffering, potentially even dying, and they're there, they're they're singing, um, they're you know coming before the Lord, surrendering to Him, placing their trust in Him. That is one of the most encouraging things um, about being together. Um, that I find just really um, encourages and comforts in me. Um, uh, I, you know, I think as well, all the conversations that you can have um, with people, um, mm-hmm. to, to talk to people, to talk about lots of different things on a Sunday that maybe in other spaces throughout the week and um, you don't have the opportunity um, to do that. I think that's one way in which we are, another way in which we're nurtured that um, you really miss um, completely. Um, yeah, you're asking if there is, if there's a way in which we need to look at ourselves and reflect on ourselves, John. Um, mm. I think that is something that um, we can take for granted is mm. is worship, and I think there are questions to be asked. Yes, um, you know, as to whether we just turn up on a Sunday and and go through the motions and just think this is something I have to go to rather than seeing worship as what we've already talked about you know assembling um as god's people like we will do in heaven um mm-hmm. with jesus where we we will sing we will we will fix our attention on him um you know to to hear his word to come expectant um as we hear from god's word to be to be changed uh, to partake in in baptism and the lord's supper which uh, yeah again are means of of grace and changing us um you know, I'm not sure. If, if personally, I'm I'm always thinking about those things um, mm. or along those lines, and I think there maybe it's just a neglect and a routine of just turning up and doing things on on a Sunday. And I think in the Lord uh, taking this away from us for a period of time, um, I I think it has probably refocused my thinking, my attention on on what Sunday worship is and just uh, how amazing it is and. Um, just how much we, we should grieve um, the, the loss of it. So I'm not sure what either of you yeah. think. Yeah, no, I think we both agree with that. And even then, if that would drive us to repentance, that as a church, not only would we um, be grieving this loss, but examining, okay, in what ways have I misused or mistreated or taken lightly what it means to gather as God's people? 
um, and to be driven to repentance and to see again the grace that it is that, that God allows us to meet um, and that one day we will again meet as, as a people. And, and I do, even Chris and I have talked about this, like I do think there will be a greater appreciation for it at the very least, um, hopefully a, a greater understanding, um, a greater grasp of the enormity of what it is to meet um, in, in the worship services as God's people. But that can only come through this time of repentance and reflection and, and coming before God again. Yeah. And I think repentance is one of the big sort of responses to COVID-19. Yeah. Um, sort of all the way through your sort of first three part series, you know, what is God doing? Is it a judgment? Um, you know, last week looking at how to pray, you know, the first thing we need to do is is come to him in repentance. And even this loss of a gathered church, you know, I think we need to to ask ourselves, you know, where, you know, uh, um, what this sort of grace that we've been given, we've, it seems to, to have gone, been taken from us. And I think we need to repent. And I think we all I need to recapture that um, sort of repentant living. Um, we, we talked about worship being the, the sort of the means of grace and uh, where we hear about, hear the gospel proclaimed, where we know the gospel um, will be proclaimed. And it's where we receive what we talk about as a, an assurance of pardon and uh yeah and, and we need that we need that weekly reminded that reminder that we need a reminder of grace that our efforts are not enough and that we are sinful and that we need the gospel of jesus christ to continue i think there are other you know things i think we need to ask ourselves uh, ourselves about how why this might have happened um something we were talking about before the recording is our sort of even our understanding of the local church. Uh, and this is, you know, where I think we've kind of lost that. We, we're really spoiled almost in a, as a sort of church community. We, we have so many uh, options uh, available to us in terms of church. There are many ways of hearing speakers from across the world. Um, and I think actually we're in danger in during this COVID-19 of, of sort of feeling the test that is before us whether or not we go back to the local church or not, or whether we just think actually what we have here online is is perfect for me. Or whenever I go on holiday, I don't need to attend a local congregation. I can just take my congregation, my particular teaching with me wherever I go. And I guess they're really a heart of a big problem we have, which is a sort of consumerist mm -hmm. problem, I think, um, where, where we perhaps have been guilty of making worship about us. Um, do you know, we, 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 we pick the church, we pick the music, we pick the preacher according to what we want, what we think is right. And that's one of the big dangers, I think, of this sort of digital response. I think there's many blessings, but I think one of the dangers is it just feeds this consumerist uh, sin that we have. Um, and we'll just spend hours online looking for different preachers and comparing our churches with other churches and rather than comparing our church with the Bible. And... Um, yeah, and I think I think we need to really consider need to consider our, our sin in that, and, and ask if if God is challenging our view of church and our view of of corporate worship with the particular people that He has brought us to in His providence. Um, yeah, I think there's there's lots to there's lots to reflect upon. Mm. Yeah, completely. I think you you've mentioned that John, that like the consumerist mentality, and in many ways, I wonder if one of the the graces at this time is that we have been there's there's been a lot of things um that that maybe we think about in terms of deciding a church and our opinion of church that have been stripped away from us um in many ways we've been left you know with jesus his word and um, church community 
prayer, singing. We've been left with just those things. Um, and so maybe the Lord in, in, in this judgment, there is grace in the sense that he is um, showing us what Christianity is all about. It's all about um, worshiping him. It's all about Jesus, who he is, what he's done, uh, developing a, a dependency upon him through his word and prayer um, and in singing. Yeah, um, completely. Um, yeah. Um, any closing thoughts or, or comments? Yeah, yeah. Um, go ahead, Leslie. Ann. No, well, I, I was just going to say, even even for my chat now, I guess the the closing comment or the closing thought, even in my heart, is that I just I do I do long to be with God's people again, um, and that I, I'm not sure that I would have previously longed for that. It maybe has become just a habit or. Um, maybe even sometimes a chore, which which obviously is showing that I have misunderstood, that I um, have a different view of what it should be or could be. Um, and I'm really thankful for this time to to reassess and to reevaluate. Even John, what you're saying about how the people that we are with now, that this is the people in which God has placed us, and how that is the local church in which we're involved. Like that's that's a great thing to be reminded of now as we reach out to those people. Uh, through technology now so that one day we can hug them again and grab that coffee and 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 do that with a better hopefully a better love and understanding of, of what we should be as the church yeah 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 that's really helpful i think my closing comment is um uh, don't be a uh, don't be afraid to feel sad about this i think our culture and our church culture actually i think is part of this i think we, i think we were guilty of wanting to feel happy and i think you know we want um our world doesn't really want to talk about anything that's negative and um and i i think even like i said in church we're sort of guilty of that a lot of our hymns are very triumphalistic um our you know, our music our modern music isn't great i don't think it at lament um but I, so i i say you know don't feel bad about feeling sad or, mm. um about this time um it, i think it's right to long to be in god's presence with god's people um and certainly, yeah, you're right, Leslie. I look forward to, I look forward to the day when we can commune uh, together. Yeah, I agree with both of you. Um, cannot wait to be uh, joined um, in God's presence again, and to to long for that, to 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 grieve the loss of that at the minute is a very appropriate um, response um, at this time. And I guess not only to be back worshiping at RPC on a Sunday morning, but um, to long. Um, even more when we will actually be gathered with with Jesus mm. uh, in heaven. So come, Lord Jesus, come. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. Um, thanks, guys. Uh, it was really helpful, and thank you for uh, listening in. Um, take care. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Until we chat again. Bye.